Welcome to Haunted Horizons Ghostcast, where your hosts, Alison Oborn and Kay Goldwood, will share their experiences in some of the most terrifying and haunted locations in Australia and overseas. So turn the lights off, relax, and enjoy. Hello, Cag. Hello, Alison. How are you? I'm good, you? Hmm, not too bad, not too bad. Is that it? Yeah, that's about it, really. Let's get straight to it. Yeah, no more Maybe about. at the beginning we mm. should just say, like everybody else does, because they don't listen always to the NCAG. What about if we get a little more professional and go, if you're on social media, so are we. Oh, yes. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Patreon. And you can like and subscribe to them all. You so And can. give reviews, especially to this podcast. And share, 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 share. There you go. That's a boring bit out the way. All right. We're going to go to the Prince Albert Hotel in Gola. Yeah. Now, I will be honest, Cag, this investigation at the time was a little awkward because... <laughs> I had done a little bit of quick research before we went. I don't know if you remember. No. Mm. I was invest I was researching the wrong hotel, the wrong Prince Albert. I was doing the one in the city. <laughs> so we're expecting names and things that yeah, this was the wrong hotel. But I put all that history right when I edited and I did a blog. So the Prince Albert Hotel was originally known as the Prince Albert Inn. It was opened in 1859 and belonged to John McEwen and his wife. It was built in a time when there was already a multitude of pubs in Gawler, the oldest being one that we've done before, Cag, which is the Old Spot, or it's now known as the Golden Fleece. However, with the copper being brought down from the north by the bullock drivers, Angola being one of the main stopping places for this slow-moving transport, there proved to be plenty of trade to go around. Now, John McEwen ran the hotel until 1864 before handing it over to his son-in-law, Patrick Blake. Now, Blake had spent seven years as a police trooper and was not only well-respected, but was also married to McEwen's oldest daughter, Bridget. He ran it until 1869 and then took a break before resuming it once more in 1870. That wasn't a very long break, was it? No, not long at all. No. The Prince Albert Hotel was fairly well behaved for a hotel back in its day. A quick look for deaths does not reveal too many answers as to who the identity of the Prince Albert Hotel ghost could be. We did find one death, though, and this is why when writing the history, I focused on the first two owners of the hotel. Sadly, the wife of Patrick Blake and daughter of John McEwen, Bridget, is listed on the Pioneer Park burials as she passed away at a young age of 30 in 1868. Unfortunately, it does not state how she died, nor can I find an inquest. 
This could possibly, though, mean natural causes such as disease or childbirth, because if they didn't hit the newspapers and if it was deemed natural, it didn't need an inquest either. So quite often if children and women died of natural causes, disease, stuff like that, it it didn't hit the newspapers or the I'm not going to see it. Tragically, just over a year later, Bridget's mother took her own life. Mm. She's probably sad. I, I'd be very, very depressed after oh, I lost my daughter. Definitely. But not only that, unfortunately, John McEwen also had a very, very abusive nature. Mm. Not only to his wife and family, but had found himself in court several times for assault. Mrs McEwen was forced to flee one final time, sporting a black eye and other bruises on her throat and face. Now, John McEwen had been witness to have knocked her to the ground and dragged her around by the throat and hair, something that had been witnessed before, before storming out of the house. At this point, they were living on a farm in Gawler River. Mrs McEwen turned up at Dr Popham's house, where he gave her sanctuary. <laughs> Popham! <laughs> seeing abscesses and things like that dr popham <laughs> in the in the dr pimple popper i like watching dr pimple popper well maybe dr popham could have had a social media could have done mr popham's pimple popping <laughs> popham's pimple popping <laughs> there's something in that see we could have been in social media marketing. we could have been yep. yeah he would i think they had social media back in those he days he would have been famous he would have been Actually, I have an interesting story about Dr. Popper, which well, I'll, you? I'll tell oh, okay. you in a minute. All right. All right. Sadly, she returned to her home and not long after was found floating 30 to 40 foot down the well. I know. Wait a minute. So how did they know she took her own life? I she know. wasn't put down there by a certain mm. husband. Mm. But that would be speculation, wouldn't it? Well, it hasn't been tried in court, therefore innocent until proven guilty. I'm just speculating. <laughs> but it sounds a bit dodgy. Having lost four children, including her eldest daughter Bridget, the year before, and suffering such abuse from her husband, she had become more depressed and obviously decided there was not much future for her. It was her remaining daughters who discovered her body, that same year, John McEwen took over the Prince Albert Hotel once more before it finally passed on to other hands in 1874. Actually, when I was reading up on it, Bridget's husband got on very well with John McEwen because Bridget's husband ended up in court as well because he was quite abusive and got into fights. Even though he was a trooper, oh, really? Patrick Blake used to get into trouble as well. So Patrick Blake and... John McEwen kind of had that little bit in common, I think. Mind you, that's not unusual, is it, that quite often people will marry somebody that resembles the father? They say that women tend to marry their father. Yeah. So I didn't, but... Did I? Michael's very different from my dad. I don't think I married my dad either. No, I can't see your dad in Tony. No. Right, Tony's got a little bit more get up and go than my dad mm. ever had, bless him. Mm. I mind you, they're both... He's not married to your mum, though, is he, Tony? No, well, that's true. Sort of is well, sometimes, but... 
the um, they do have something in common though. My dad and Tony—they're mm -hmm. both rubbish at DIY. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> now the present owners are father and daughter Richard and Stacy. They became the licensees there in two thousand and eighteen. Now, Stacy told how one night she was watching the cameras and saw a couple of strange things on the security cameras. Sam, the manager, told us how guests too had reported strange things. One guest had been sitting in the atrium. Atrium. Mm. It's an atrium. It's atrium. Atrium. Pasty. Pasty. Scone. Scone. Atrium. So atrium is the Essex way of saying it, Keg. Atrium. Not, it's not atrium. Atrium is the northern. It's not. It's atrium. Surely. <laughs> go on then. Oh, go on then. One guest had been sitting in the atrium and reported seeing and feeling a gentleman ghost at the fireplace. He had also been told of footsteps and doors slamming. This was backed up by the bar staff that were there to help on our night. One room in the hotel that none of them were comfortable in was down a very short hallway upstairs. It is only a small room which is now used as an office. They told us that there was something about it. Often they would walk in and smell tobacco smoke, despite the hotel being a non-smoking building. But it isn't there all the time. We were to witness this ourselves later in the evening. Or I was, Kag, because you have no sense of smell, do you? No. Well, I have a very small sense of smell, a really pathetic one, to be okay. truthful. But, yeah. The smoke was interesting. The staff also told of when the smoke alarm went off one night upstairs. There were three of them on duty, so they all ran up to check and found what looked like smoke everywhere, but no source of the fire. They described it more like an old-style heavy smoking room. Within a couple of minutes, they said it cleared. Mm, that's strange, isn't yeah. it? And so it was that we started our hunt for the Prince Albert Hotel ghost. We had equipment out. One of them was an EDI. Now, an EDI, for those who don't know, environmental detection instruments. It's got a whole range of sensors in it. So any changes or fluctuations in EMF, electromagnetic field, um, vibration, temperature, air pressure. It's going to alert you with flashing lights. When the EDI went off, at the same time, one of the flashing cat balls also triggered. Now, the cat ball was on a can of alcohol that we were using as a trigger object. Just in case, because when cat balls keep triggering CAG over and over, we tend to think that they're glitching out, which cat balls will do. They'll start to get a bit glitchy, so you either got to turn them on and off to restart them or swap the balls out for another one. And we did. We swapped the balls out, and yet still they flashed on the objects. Now, we had plenty of helpers that night because a few of the staff members wanted to see what was happening, so our helpers from the hotel settled themselves around the table and it wasn't long before one of the guys stated he felt the chair he was sitting on was suddenly freezing cold. 
Now, it shouldn't have been cold, should it, Ken? Because he'd been sitting on it for quite a while. He had, and that was a thing, because normally they, they warm up quite quickly, yeah. don't they? But his wasn't. He said it was felt really, really cold. I have, do have to say, though, even though the amount of people we had there, they were very well behaved, weren't they? They were. They, they, were, they were ever so such well. a good group. They were. They were lovely. Yeah. But by him sitting on it, getting back onto the subject, keg. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> it should have warmed up. Yeah. Not gone cold. No. But he said he could feel the chill through his clothing. Yeah. Now, we did take a temperature reading, and it was indeed cooler where he was sitting against readings of the other people who were right next to him. So that was really quite interesting. And we did what we always do, Keg. EVP burst. EVP burst, which is electronic voice phenomena. Voices on recordings that we don't hear at the time. And guess what we got? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. So we went to the portal, which is the ghost box, and ran that ghost box, spirit box. And we did. We did get a couple of curious responses through that. We did. Now, we turned the portal on. (laughs) And this is where everybody cracked up laughing because it did make this terrible terrible noise as though somebody was doing a really somebody was passing wind (laughs) passing wind it was a polite way of putting it yes but then it was followed with a female voice who came out with definitely pregnant definitely pregnant and every female at that time (laughs) denied all knowledge knowledge. (laughs) definitely wasn't us (laughs) (laughs) i'm not pregnant (laughs) yeah we're a bit old for that yeah and then it came out with the word haunted, which was actually a male voice. But it was followed very quickly by a woman who, and I know it's, I don't like to use the word keg because I know it's a touchy word, but she was alluding to the fact that she had been attacked. Yes. Now, when I questioned that, it came out again with haunted very clearly. Yes. I heard that. Did you hear that? Now, I don't know about you, Keg, but I'm never ever comfortable going down certain tracks. No, no. I really not. But also we can't stop what comes out. Yes. And if something's decided that's the way it's going to go, it's out of our hands. So we did start to question on this possible attack. And we had that. It was really haunting. It was, yeah. It was a haunting female voice came out of it. Yeah. Leave me. Yeah. Leave me. Now, some guests at this point were reporting that they were feeling absolutely frozen. And after the leave me, we really didn't get much coming out of the portal, did we? No, not the slightest. So it was just small alluding to something having happened in the pub, maybe. If it wasn't just radio. Rational me goes, it could just have been radio, well-timed stuff. You've always got to keep that in mind. However... 
I went on to the Estus, didn't I? Yeah. Which is the same thing, ghost box, but this time with headphones in so I can't hear the questions. And I went to go and stand in the furthest corner of the room. And one of the first things I came out with was boarding home. Yeah, which is interesting because might have been used as a bit of a boarding yeah, home I, back in the day. We, we don't know all the history. I don't know. I couldn't see where it would say boarding home when I was looking up information and the new owners didn't know. I, there would probably have been accommodation there. Yeah. Most of the hotels did have at those times. Now, one of the guests asked, how long have you been here? And it pa- came out with a great answer. Yeah, apparently I came out with almost straight away. It was almost like I was directly answering. Yeah. Mm. I came out with a long time. That was cool. Um, then one of the guests said, well, um, are you talking of the 1900s? Trying to get a time period from yeah. it. Yeah. And I just came out with this place. Okay. So going on that, was so do you like staying in this place? Now, I came out with... <laughs> It's very unusual number, Keg. It is a very unusual number. It is number. a very unusual number. I'm sure it was just accidental, but 69. Okay. Now, we, we had a bit of a conversation, uh, those of us uh, that were mm. there that night, and we said, well, what could it be in 1869? Remembering the place opened in 1859. Yeah, which we didn't know or remember at the time, so we had to confirm with yeah. the people who were there. But apparently it opened in 1859, so it would have been there in 69 yeah and at the time we didn't know that this was the year that patrick blake after losing his wife the year before took a year off from running the hotel so he had it until 1869 but came back in 1870 1870. i nearly didn't have enough fingers no no no. i saw you struggling with did you see the finger twitch i did the finger twitch then Mm -hmm. So anyway, I thought my thought then was, okay, we need to confirm what year this was. So I said, who was the king or queen at the time? Can you tell me that, please? Now, this is interesting because we did have Craig with us that night. And Craig said, what country, Craig? Because there's obviously more countries than just England. Yes. And because of what I had missed looked at of the other pub the other pub was run by germans mm-hmm. so i was thinking german so was craig and i guess that's why he was trying to say what country cag yeah now this is interesting because i come out almost immediately that craig says that i come out with which country yeah so it's almost like you were copying you yeah. were copying what craig had just said yeah which was really well-timed. It was. It was was pretty, pretty cool. So then I asked her, okay, well, did you enjoy running this pub? And it was an immediate, yes, but it was really, really, it was spat out. Yeah, you actually interrupted me. Yeah, you didn't even get to finish your sentence on that. No, very rude of you. And Keg, it just, again, it amuses me no end when I'm listening back (laughs) because... I'm going to play it because I think her comeback on it was funny. In fact, you had the room laughing, I think, on this one. So, Liza, did you enjoy running the pub for about 30 years? Yes. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. 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 I liked it. Did you enjoy running the pub for about 30 years? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. wow. I liked it. Did you enjoy running the pub for about 30 years? Yes. So, uh, Craig then points out to the rest of the group that's listening 
that Alison's voice started off really nice and comfortable, but it was getting more and more aggressive mm. as time went on, which I hadn't noticed. And I don't think the group had either, but it was true. It's That's, true. When you yeah. look back on it, I was getting a lot more yeah. aggressive. And then it was like another personality came through. Yeah, definitely. And I just came, I heard an old woman's voice just go, old lady. Maybe she's talking about you. Um, yeah, maybe. I was young then, okay? <laughs> I was two years, three years younger than what I, gosh, I hadn't even hit 60 by then. I know. Far wow. Around. I was still in my youthful 50s. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought, let's go down the old lady route here. So I thought, okay, are you an old lady? I just came back very politely, hello. So my response, hello, how are you? Because you're always polite. I am, I am. Unless I'm telling you off. <laughs> then we got we had two guests then yeah. um, ask out questions. So the first one was, does the old lady like us sitting up here visiting her? And the other one said, do you like us here? Now at that moment... I didn't hear a laugh, but I did laugh because the response I heard was, will you scrub the room? (laughs) (laughs) And I love, I love their reply. They were very, they were very quick on coming back on that one. They said, no, that's the cleaner's job. (laughs) (laughs) And I I kind of clicked to me and I'm shouting back. I said, maybe you're not cleaning it well enough. And of course, everybody's starting to, to laugh on that one. Yeah. Now, you then came out with the name Sammy. Yeah. So one of the guests said, well, do you want Sam to clean better? Now, I didn't realise that obviously Sam was still up there with us. Yeah, well, Sam's a manager. so Yeah, and he says, well, I try. But then what we hadn't realised was that Sammy. Yeah, who at at the time, I don't think we introduced Sammy. Um, Sammy was one of our Patreons. She was, yeah. Who got us into the work to the... Prince Albert. She actually goes by Sammy, where Sam goes by Sam. Yeah. Sammy actually goes by Sammy. So was somebody actually saying her name? Ah. Now, we're never going to know because at that point, everything petered out and I came off the headphones. Mm -hmm. Now, after that, we moved down the hallway to that little office because they're very intrigued about that office with all the things that they've had and the fact that they're uncomfortable down there. And you know what, Kag? I walked into there and it was the strongest, most pungent smell of cigarettes I think I've ever had. All right. And again, I'm going to reiterate, there's no smoking allowed in the pub. Not even the staff are allowed to smoke in there. And I think out of all of them, I think out of all the staff that's there, there's only one member of staff that smokes. smokes yeah. But it, it smelled like a smoking room. It was that pungent. So I did get to smell that smell myself. So then we went to a portal session. And it was getting a bit crowded in the room because it's a tiny little room. So Jess was in there. Jess is the one that feels the most uncomfortable in that room. So we thought we'd try and get to the bottom of that one. So Jess was in there. I was in there. And there was a couple of other people. And I did eventually ask the other people just to step to the doorway and give Jess room that if something wanted to talk to her in there, it felt more comfortable not having a crowd. And Jess did ask if whoever it was liked them being in that room. Now, you heard yes. Hmm. 
Um, I didn't hear it come through, but you but you on were the, closer to me. On the uh, audio, I'm going to say, listening back, it's barely hearable. But the time. Hearable? Is that a word? That's, an, that's the Alison word for this, this week. Audible. Hearable. Let's, let's go with hearable. I, I hope like everybody's keeping a dictionary on Alison's yeah. new words. That's your new one for this week. Is hearable. Hearable. So it was hearable. Okay. <laughs> no, it wasn't hearable. But at the time, you can hear me say what I heard. Oh, you were adamant what you heard. Yeah, definitely. You heard so, what you you heard it. Maybe it didn't come out the ghost box. Oh, <gasps> maybe it was a disembodied one. Who knows? Now, I did ask. Do you know these people? Do you recognise them? Because they work here and they're now looking after your hotel. And I asked, do you think that they're looking after it well? Do you approve? Yeah, and I love this answer because it was so clear. Exceptionally. Yeah, male voice. How cool was that? And very clear, the clearest word that came out, exceptionally. They look after your hotel now. Are they looking after it well? So obviously they're very happy with the way it's going. Now, I continued. I said, Jess says she feels you in here. So I went down the track to see if... It was making itself known to Jess because it likes Jess. So I said, if you like Jess, maybe you could say her name and then she can chat to you when she comes in. Nothing much happened then. But I said, okay, can you say her name? Can you say Jess for me, please? Nice and clearly. Now, I heard it saying Jessica. All right. But the problem with that, Keg. Yeah, is that I talked over it. You talked right <laughs> over the top of it. So I'm standing by the ghost box and I heard it say Jessica. And on the video, you can hear it say something. But unfortunately, the camera is with Keg. <laughs> Keg talks at that moment. So, of course, I'm going to hear it because I'm over by the ghost box. But you're not going to hear it on the video. You know, it said something. Days before microphones. Yes. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Apologies about that. But then it did seem to say, Jess, it's me. It's a very low, quick thing. But on listening back this morning, this is the other thing. You catch things again when you listen back. Just before it says, Jess, it's me, I heard the name Colin come out of it. Oh, okay. So it's Colin, Jess, it's me. So it'd be interesting to follow up on Jess and know and find yeah. out if she does know anybody called Colin because it yeah. could be to do with her. Who knows? It, Jess, if you ever listen to this, please let us know. Mm. Now, Jess wanted to know, do you stay here all the time? And at the ghost box, there was an immediate yes. So I followed up, well, was this your bedroom? Now, this is where it got interesting. Yeah, this was a very This goes strange. back to this alluding to something abusive going on in there. Mm. Yeah, because it came out with even worse. Mm. Do you stay here all the time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Was this your bedroom? 
Even worse. Even worse. And Jess said, what was this room used for? And it was kind of an evasive male voice. We've used it. Yeah. Uh, yep, you probably have used it, but we'd like to know what for. Yeah, exactly. Very strange. Yeah. Now, because it wasn't opening up and because of what we had in the other room, I said, did something bad happen in this room? And that was a very clear response. Yeah, correct. Correct. What was this room used for? Did something bad happen in this room? Correct. Correct. But whilst we're in that room, um, the others that are in the hallway, because it's only a tiny room, only seven yeah. years could be there, they're actually hearing a lady's voice. And they said it wasn't quite a scream. It was in between a, a, a low scream and a high-pitched talking, but from inside the building. Oh, yeah. But everybody that was in the building was with us. Mm. So... Now, it wasn't bad, even though Jessica was a little bit uneasy. Whoever it was does seem to like Jess coming in. Yeah, which is fair enough. That's which nice. I think put her at ease a little bit better. I so said, just talked. When you go in, just talk. Yeah. Just say hi. So at this point, you and Craig went down into the cellar. Yeah, we just set up the equipment. And the first thing that went off was the EDI, oh, uh, yeah. indicating a cold temperature change. Going across it, where mm. you would have thought with bodies and heat it would have gone up exactly now you went off to do the estus who yeah. is who's on it we put craig on it okay and i just said okay who's down here and craig came out with old so i thought like, it is old it's just the foundation of the original inn what was down here originally used for did you did you drink all the beer what sort of question is that keg did you drink all questions. the beer <laughs> I don't know. I just decided that, you know what, let's go for as many questions as possible. Yeah. And some strange ones as well. Now, this is where it started to get a little bit darker again because a female voice said bad. Yeah, and I was I was a bit confused and interested at the same time. I was like, well, what's bad? I don't think she meant the drinking of all the beer. No, I don't think I so I think either. we were going back to what? seem to be the theme of the night there. yeah so okay what's the cellar used as a prison cell and immediately no came out of it i says okay thanks for that so it wasn't so immediately it alluded to the fact that a female had been attacked down there so then i uh, followed up on that and was immediately told yeah it it came out with leave. Now, I did wonder if somebody else, because it was very much gruffer in the way it was said, wasn't it? Yeah. And then you got on your high horse. Of course, like I do. <laughs> I really don't want to leave. Thank you very much. <laughs> I really don't like being told what to do. No, I've noticed. Mm -hmm. So can I've you given say... up trying as your boss. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So can you say one of our names, please? Can you? My name is Cag. And this is Craig. Yeah, it's funny because timing is everything. Came out with your name, Cag. Yeah, which is, that just, that got me. I actually said, you're joking, really? And then you were polite for a change. Yeah, so well, thank you. Do you think you could 
call out Craig for me, please, because Craig's wife's watching it. <laughs> it came out with ma'am, which is a very old way of saying missus, isn't it? It is. And I thought, yeah, she's a ma'am. And I thought, well, actually, no, maybe she doesn't like being called that. Sorry. Sorry, it makes it sound It makes it sound old, doesn't it? It does, yeah, ma'am. <laughs> and then it was just followed up with an out. Now, I did question whether it was out or ouch because I couldn't really hear it properly. Yeah, time, I think so. when listening back, it was definitely an out. All right. But then it was, then we got to stay. I did say to them, you know, look, we're here for as long as you want us. But it, we, we were getting major mix, mixed messages because mm. we were having out, stay. Then we had an out and then a stay <laughs> and then an out. <laughs> and we do wonder whether it was two people. Yeah. So one wanted to say and the other one didn't. And this is what I say all the time. Which do you listen to? Yeah, exactly. And that's why it was one of the reasons why when it keeps telling us to leave, we don't because you never know if there's somebody there that wants to talk. All right, that person doesn't want to talk. That's fine. They yeah. can turn around. Turn around. <laughs> Every now and then <laughs> we get a little <laughs> bit close. <laughs> now we're turning around. Sorry. So... <laughs> But they can turn around and walk away. Yes. And then leave us to anybody who does want to talk. And this is why we don't always go when they tell us to. Yeah. Now, at this point, Craig did take off his headphones. Yeah. Because he said that everything petered out. Uh, He did confirm that the outs were a male voice Mm -hmm. and the stays were a female voice, which again ties into all of what, that theme of what was coming out. Yes, exactly. Like she wants to tell a story. Yes. She wants it known. Yeah. The male does not want it known. Yeah. Now, the funny part about this is as I was editing, because don't forget I wasn't actually there at the time, but as I was editing and they had kept the camera going, I found a very amusing little bit of footage. Yeah, I don't think it was that amusing. Well, I don't know. Well, because I got stuck in the cellar. You did. The last step up from the stairs <laughs> up into the the floor of the bar mm. was a very, very big one. And I've only got little fat legs, short legs. Or <laughs> little chuffed. Little chuffed, little chuffed legs. <laughs> little chuffed legs. And if you don't know what chuffed means, go to our, which podcast was it? It was... The oh, it was the ancient ram in. Oh yes, ancient ram in. Go to that one, and you will find out out all about chuffed. Exactly. (laughs) So my little chuffed legs didn't want to go up that far, and I thought I was going to be stuck there forever, partly in and partly out of the cellar. But I managed Mm. eventually to get myself out. I'll just say the step wasn't actually that big. (laughs) (laughs) It was for me. (laughs) Then we all reconvened back in the bar area. And I think the funniest thing on the video at this point was I'd, I'd set up a cat ball over by the fireplace and I wanted to know, because it was on the ground, how hard would we have to step to make that cat ball go off? And I just wanted to gauge on the vibration. And of course, I slammed my foot down and to see how, how we could get the cat ball to light up. And I gave the guests 
give one of the guests a heart attack just about. <laughs> oh, completely lost it, which was, never it was thought funny about, to watch. Never thought to warn them all first, no, but it was no. funny. So we went straight into the portal and we got little bits out, but I think the the next funniest thing was the response we got out of the portal. Yes. So one of the guys who work at the Albert, Jesse, he wanted to know who is the worst worker because he thought it would be a bit of a laugh. Yes. bit of a laugh yes. to, to ask that, find out if any of the other staff names came through. Mm-hmm. Who is the worst worker? Almost straight away. And it was so clear, wasn't it? Yeah. Jesse. <laughs> I think we, everybody, it was so clear, everybody cracked up. Who is the worst worker? Jesse. Jesse. Now, at this time, it was getting to the end of the night, and I did say to it, look, we do have to go now. It is the end of the night, and I, um, oh, I hope you'll be polite enough to say good night to us. And we got we got it. We did. We actually got two. Yeah. So we had a goodbye that was said by a male. Yeah. And then a nice little bye that from was a, a female. female. All right, goodbye. Was that a female goodbye, wasn't it? So that was really cool. And this seems to have been the theme all night. Female, male. Yes. Two of them. Yes. Now, I'm not sure if we managed to answer any questions on just who is the Prince Albert Hotel ghost, but we certainly got some interesting responses. Yeah. Most can be seen in the video that is up online on YouTube, but it did seem to be that male, female, and the history, I'm going to go back to the history because remember what we said. When we first went, we weren't expecting anything but the history I'd looked up for the other Prince Albert. So we were expecting a German connection for a start off, which we didn't get. And instead, we got something totally unexpected. And this is the other good thing. In our heads was a completely different story. Yeah. So you know how they say you're biased if you know too much history and you'll go and that bias will mm-hmm. affect your investigation. Well, we were biased. We went into that hotel completely biased because I'd looked up the history. It was a German connection and we didn't get anything no. that even remotely responded to that. But what we did get is what we didn't know anything about yeah. until later, even after I did the video, because I did the video first and then I wrote the blog. And for the blog, obviously, I needed to go into the proper history. So I did a lot of research and came up with those landlords, came up with Bridget having died and her mother taking her own life. And the fact that both John McEwen and Blake were abusive personalities and ended up on the wrong side of the law many times for violence. And here's this female coming through, almost saying about pregnancy, attacked, and it's just, it was a constant theme that we didn't want to go down. 
Now, it could be totally unrelated because if that was a year, and 1869 is a year that is kind of associated with that tenancy, who had that pub for the year? So even if it wasn't those two, could something else have happened during that year? You never know back in those or, days. Or are we just making everything up? In other words, are we making a story out of some random responses that we had out of radio stations? I don't know. Well, the thing is, it is it random? It was... Th- Random to me is just the odd thing. Mm. This was a theme throughout the night. It was, and a theme that we weren't looking at. Or yeah, expecting. random things don't tend to have themes. Mm. That's that's the issue with that one. But was it paranormal? We don't know. We don't know. Was it interesting? It yeah, was. It was. It was, and it was a great little pub. So we would like to thank Stacey and Richard for allowing us to investigate and showcasing their lovely part of Gawler history, and to Sammy for organising it for us, definitely stop by the Prince Albert Hotel for a meal as the food really is amazing, as mm-hmm. were the um, espresso martinis. martinis. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we we yes. only had one, but oh, my goodness. So definitely stop in and I'm sure they'll give you a, an update. Say you've watched the video, you've listened to the podcast, and has anything else happened since? I'm sure they'll help you with that. And we'd love to know as well. We'd love to know, so let us know when you do find out. All right, with that, we are going to sign off. Enjoy your week as we shall try and enjoy ours. Before it goes out of your mind, don't forget we have social media and we have this podcast, so like the podcast, review the podcast, share the podcast. As I said before, we get nothing out of this podcast apart from us spending a day together, Kerg, to record it. Like I said, we get nothing out of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you got a sandwich. I did get a sandwich. You got a sandwich and a coffee. What more do you want? I I actually have had three coffees. You have, Mm. and a bunch of grapes. That's it. You've been spoilt today. (laughs) We have other social media, YouTube. You want to follow our adventures around the world? Then you want to see Kerg and me fall over... Fall asleep. Fall, well, I don't. It can I fall do. asleep. I get stuck in holes. Yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> if you want to follow our adventures, then go to our YouTube channel. We actually have a subscription. You get a lot more mm-hmm. if you go and subscribe as well on membership. We have Patreon, which helps us no end, gives you access to a private Facebook group with a community that is absolutely brilliant. Never, ever have I had to step in in three years to split anybody up. No. It is just no man gets left behind. And we also have, obviously, Facebook, normal Facebook, Haunted Horizons. So please support us. It really does tell us that we are doing something that you're enjoying. It just gives us heart. Um. By subscribing, it just helps us keep doing this for you. It's not cheap. Now, you don't want to know how expensive it is to bring these places to you. So anything, anything you can do is always gratefully, gratefully accepted. And we give a lot more for that. All right, Keg, I'm going to go make myself another coffee and pick another bunch of grapes. I think so. We will see you again next week. Bye. 
Bye. Please remember to share, like, and subscribe to this podcast. The extended video version of these episodes are available for members of Spotify and Patreon. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and see the full investigation from these episodes on our YouTube channel. Details are in the About section of this podcast. Thank you from Cag and Ali for listening.